Welcome to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Poetry, it makes nothing happen. And that's a beautiful thing. Frank O'Hara, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think it's easy to write like Frank O'Hara? He makes it seem easy because he had nil literary pretensions. He died in 1966 at the age of 40 in a difficult um, accident, a gruesome one, on Fire Island with a dune buggy. Uh, He wrote utilizing a lot of direct statements, paratactic clauses, uh, details from everyday life. Uh, He liked to put money in his poems and the time of day and he wrote what some critics refer to as list poems. I do this, I do that, I go here, I go there. And they seem deceptively simple, but none of them are tossaways, castoffs of just the, you know, pedantic, mundane, quotidian. They all contain a deeper core in them of mm, mood, memory, emotion like this piece from the Graham Anthology, the second to last piece I'm going to read from this book. And it's called The Day Lady Died. It's one of his most well-known poems. The lady of the title was the jazz singer Billie Holiday. And the piece builds up in ragged stanzas that are chock full of detail and parentheses and Uh, the date and the time and the titles of books and there's caps and there's italics and then at the end we get his own revelation that she died that day and then the final four lines we have him returning to when he had seen her perform and we get that elegiac energy of sorrow and loss and all those you know seemingly meaningless details build up into the sense of a human's life and how they can transcend the quotidian and the mundane in order to enter a deeper sense of experience and memory frank o'hara the day lady died It is 12.20 in New York, a Friday, three days after Bastille Day. Yes, it is 1959, and I go get a shoeshine, because I will get off the 419 in East Hampton at 7.15, and then go straight to dinner, and I don't know the people who will feed me. I walk up the muggy street, beginning to sun, and have a hamburger and a malted, and buy an ugly New World writing to see what the poets in Ghana are doing these days. I go on to the bank and miss Stillwagon first named Linda, I once heard, doesn't even look up my balance for once in her life. And in the Golden Griffin, I get a little Verlaine for Patsy with drawings by Bonnard, although I do think of Hesiod trans Richmond Lattimore or Brendan Behan's new play or Le Balcon or Les Negres of Genet, but I don't. I stick with Verlaine after practically going to sleep with quandariness. And for Mike, I just stroll into the Park Lane, 
liquor store and I ask for a bottle of Strega and then I go back where I came from to 6th Avenue and the tobacconist in the Ziegfeld Theater and casually ask for a carton of Galoises and a carton of Picayunes and a New York Post with her face on it. And I am sweating a lot by now and thinking of leaning on the John door in the five spot while she whispered a song on the keyboard to Mel Waldron and everyone and I stopped breathing. You've been listening to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.